Good evening, everyone. Tonight I want to talk about Teresa of Avila. It's her feast day today. But just briefly, I, before I was a priest, I always was frustrated when there is a scripture reading that seemed to contradict something the church teaches, and priests didn't talk about it. It drives me nuts. And so I can't pass by this, just briefly, this reading from Romans. We'll only scratch the surface. Ever since the Reformation, people have believed that the book of Romans is a book about how a person goes to heaven. But that's not what Romans is about. If a person is careful to read the way that Paul cites Scripture in his letter to the Romans, uh, you find out that Romans isn't about that. It's related to that, but Romans is actually about whether or not God has been just and fair in letting non-Jews into the covenant of redemption. That's what Romans is about. And tonight, what we heard, one, just one line. Romans 3.28, we hold that a man is justified by faith apart from works of the law. And a lot of our non-Catholic uh, Christian brothers and sisters quote that line a lot, but they misquote it. Because the key to that line, it, Paul does not say we hold a man is justified by faith apart from works. He says, of the law, which means the Mosaic law. And the way you know that that's true, and I'm not just making this up because I really want you to like the Catholic Church, uh, is because the very next line says this, does God belong to Jews alone? The reason he says that is because the only people that had works of the law were the Jews. The whole point of Romans is not that you should believe in God and not have to live a life of good works. The whole point of Romans is that God has expanded the covenant to everyone. But works of the law was something that belonged to Jews alone. Okay, that has nothing to do with my homily tonight, but that's pretty sweet. Tonight I want to talk about prayer. St. Teresa of Avila is potentially the greatest mystic in the history of the church. And words just can't even describe kind of the, the depths of the mystery that Jesus Christ invited her into. But I want to start with a quote from St. Thomas Aquinas. St. Thomas Aquinas says this. He says that if a soul is in a state of grace, right? What, what is a state of grace? A state of grace is when God dwells inside of you. Right? When, when you and I are free of serious sin, we believe, and the New Testament is emphatic about this, that God lives inside of us. And so Thomas Aquinas says that one soul in a state of grace is more beautiful and it surpasses the splendor of all creation. Think about that for a second. When your soul is in a state of grace and God dwells inside of it, your soul is more beautiful than the sum total of all created things. That's quite a statement. Teresa of Avila assumes something very similar. And her most famous work is called The Interior Castle. And what she says is that our souls, imagine that your soul 
and remember, she lives in the 16th century. She wrote the interior castle. She started it in 1577. And so castles were kind of a big deal then. I wish they still were. But I'm not, I promise I'm not that big of a nerd. But anyway, the, she says, imagine that your soul was a, a castle made out of a single diamond, is what she says. And in her analogy, she says, at the center of that mansion, of that castle, this very center is the place where God dwells. But that most of us are too distracted to take the arduous journey within. It's harder to go inside of yourself. To go inside of yourself, to enter into the depths of your soul, requires silence. It requires a certain self-discipline. It requires a certain love of higher things. It's very difficult. But the innermost part of your soul is where God dwells. And it surpasses the beauty of all creation. So St. Teresa of Avila says this, and I, this consoles me greatly. And brothers and sisters, I, you're the Catholic nerds of the diocese because you're here tonight. And if you don't get this, no one else will. Basically, what the, the main temptation of your life and mine is, and I very seriously mean my life, the temptation of my life is to live on a very shallow level. You can believe all the right things that Catholicism teaches. You can be in all the right circles. And you can very much live on the surface. You can live a life of distraction, where you go from thing to thing, from entertainment to entertainment, and you stay on the fringe of the castle. And so St. Teresa of Avila says this, and it's really quite beautiful. And what she's talking about is difficulty in prayer. And every one of us, if you've ever tried to pray silently, you know how hard it is. But she says this, and take this, remember, this is the greatest mystic, potentially, in the history of Christianity. If anyone knows about prayer, it's St. Teresa of Avila. She says this, she says, Very often, over several years, I was more occupied in wishing my hour of prayer were over and in listening whenever the clock struck than in thinking of things that were good. For many years of her life, she spent most of her holy hours wishing they were over. Been there. Again and again, I would rather have done any severe penance that might have been given me than practice recollection as a preliminary to prayer. Whenever I entered the oratory... I used to feel so depressed that I had to summon up all my courage to make myself pray at all. And here's her advice to you. If that's you, and I'll tell you that's me, I've had a daily holy hour more or less for 15 years. It's still hard. It's much, much easier than it used to be, but there's still days it's hard. So here's her advice for us. Those of you whose minds cannot reason for long or whose thoughts cannot dwell upon God but are constantly wandering must at all costs form this habit. Do you hear that? At all costs, you must form the habit of being able to focus your mind 
in prayer on God at all costs. I know quite well that you are capable of it. For many years I endured this trial of being unable to concentrate on one subject, and a very sore trial it is. The things in life that are worth living for do not come cheap. Uh, and I was just thinking this, I don't know if she's here tonight, but a, a friend of mine, a couple, like a month or two ago, I just thought of this sitting at the beginning of Mass. She said, I think our parents' generation looked to become successful, and that our generation looks for experiences. I don't know if that's true, but it struck me to have a ring of truth to it. But I just simply want you tonight, and I, I know this is daily mass, but because the musicians come, I get to feel like it's Sunday and I can preach longer. There are a few things in life that are truly worthwhile. Maybe that's too strong. But some things are of greater value than others. Prayer is extraordinarily hard. I don't know how you can possibly live a Christian life without it. And our, our time, brothers and sisters, we all know this. Every one of us knows this. We live in an age of distraction. And what Satan and the world want to do to us is, to, is they want us to be distracted. To never go deep, to never go inside the depths of our soul and our heart. And to, and to meditate and to dwell on what really matters. Nothing's more important than that. And so there's so many, I could go on for hours. Uh, but I'll give you one practical piece of advice. I am by no means advanced in prayer. I'm a beginner at prayer. But I've learned that you'll never advance in prayer if you don't commit to it. For years of my, my beginning life in prayer, my mind just wandered. And every once in a while it was easier, but most of the time it wasn't. But as I committed to it and I just kept going, rain or shine, my mind learned how to focus. And my heart learned how to rest and to be in God's presence. And it's incredibly rewarding. And so my practical piece of advice for you is what do you do on Sundays? Sunday is the Lord's Day. Sunday is still a day of rest, but primarily what that means is a day belong, that belongs to God. And if you can do one thing tonight, I just encourage you, if you can commit to one thing, commit to a prayer time on Sunday. You have, you have all day to rest and do all kinds of things. Go home, go to an adoration chapel. I trust all of you that the, the code here is 3712. Go sit with Jesus Christ for a half an hour and learn how to be still.